Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 41 of the Gordon and Sharice show. Number 41, we have a special message for you today from our heart to yours. Um, we are just wanting to help encourage you in your own space as you're walking through your own trials. Um, and today we we just have a message to share about comparing um, adversity versus suffering. So actually it's contrasting those things, adversity versus suffering. I think this is such a big topic to discuss for people who are going through pain. Sharice, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And our hearts are full, uh, but they're also full of grief and sadness and sorrow for a lot of adversity that people are going through right now and a lot of chronic suffering. Yes. So when we're faced with adversity that comes because of other people maybe hurting us, or relational disconnections or infractions, and other factors that are beyond our control, um, we know how to instinctively rouse ourselves, get us motivate ourselves to go ahead and pull up the b- bootstraps mm-hmm. and attempt to overcome whatever challenges we may have when we're undergoing adversity. So adversity as you're describing it, is something that happens quickly, unexpectedly. It's more sort of out of the blue. Well, it's more temporary and how long it lasts. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we go ahead and get into that flight or fight syndrome or adrenals are pumping. We do, we go back into the profile of our mind and we start indexing. Now, how do we take care of something in a successful manner. How do we overcome something with our own mighty muscle, our Mm. own power? And so you see that a lot with adversity. But what blows me away, when we start thinking of everything, people are dealing with this. They're not just dealing with one crisis in their life. How many of our friends and how many people do we know where they're dealing with something big like divorce, or chronic pain, mm-hmm. or losing a job, or a death in the family, or I'm not even talking geopolitically, the changes that are happening in the climate. Sure. There's like a tsunami effect that's hitting a lot of people. So all these little things, we get to a point where we can't do it. We can't overcome by our own power. That's right. We lack Okay. When you say muscle it up, there sometimes there's no muscle left to muscle it up, right? Um, but we do face adversity. And one thing that you and I have talked about is that adversity, it's something, I mean, it does blow you away and it blows me away how much adversity everybody does face oh. in their life things that they absolutely don't expect. Now, it, it's it's not about, you know, it's not about living a life and wanting more of that to come upon you or, or saying, well, that's all life is because yes, we have adversity, um, but, it, but our life is so much broader and greater than that. But I think, um, you know, Gordon, even this morning as I'm reading in Exodus um, about, Moses delivering the Israelites, and they're free. They're free. They just got free of hundreds of years of slavery, right? And and all of a sudden, their enemies are defeated, and they're singing this incredible song of praise. They're singing this incredible song of freedom, 
And literally three days later, they didn't have water. And the water that was there was bitter. That's right. And this bitter water, that's the only water source that they had. They said, we can't drink this. And they're crying again. Like, I mean, literally, they were delivered from an impossible situation. And how quickly, three days later, did they forget? And they needed that water, that that bitter water. Then that's all they had to drink. Isn't that life? Sometimes we, we're like, oh, you know, we, we have a little victory here. That adversity, that's gone. Okay, we're going to be fine. Thank you. Praise God. You know, or however, however you deal with that in a way of celebration, but then it can literally be the next day and the bottom can drop out again. Yes. Yes, it can. Yes, <laughs> and, it can. And so, and so the Israelites put it on Moses of Moses. Hey, you know, uh, give us water. This is bitter water. And so a lot of times when we get through something, and we see the victory, and then we try to take that drink, and that drink is at first bitter. Then we're blown away again going, what do we do? For the Israelites at that time, Moses asked God that question, God, what do I do? You know, how do we do this? And so what happens is he takes, um, he takes a tree, you know, a branch of a tree and puts it in the water, and that water is no longer bitter. But, but he didn't know how to deal with the adversity before he asked God. He didn't have the tools within himself to make that adversity go away for the people until the Lord directed him and he could deal with it. Right. So here we are in modern times. Mm-hmm. So here's the question I have from the story. How much stuff, which is out of our control, do we let fall off our shoulders? Where do we begin? Because the people that we're dealing with, with inquiries to the website, Mm -hmm. inquiries to our platform, we're seeing a common denominator, common thread. Question after question is multi-layered with things that they can't control and they don't have answers for. And so then you can start walking through your life dealing with different painful adversities or suffering challenges, you can is, is the job for your life or the purpose of your life to try to solve every potentially unsolvable problem? I think that for all of us, um, we would go crazy if we tried to solve it all. Right. Some things are unsolvable. Mm-hmm. So again, I mentioned this in previous podcasts. How do you start looking at that? How do you start looking at that list knowing that more things are happening? Okay, Mm -hmm. more things seem like they're falling apart. And you have less energy, for instance, from chronic pain. And you feel half of yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? And what I've said is this. Deal with what you can deal with. And in other words, start with one or two small things. You might not be able to fix all the big things. So when Moses has that tree branch and puts it in the water, he didn't also try to take care of everyone's problems and everyone's complainings and all of the multi-layer of adversity that they were going through through their walk. Mm -hmm. And so then it starts coming down to this. If we're not meant to solve every problem in life, there are certain things that God does give us for accountability. Then what is our purpose? Purpose is such a big 
word, Gordon, and I've got to define it because I read it this morning. And, and I think it's, it's so easy to say the word purpose is sometimes overused. But when we look at the actual definition, uh, according to what I just found on, um, it's an, it's a dictionary, um, it's a dictionary definition of it from Google. It says the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. That's purpose. That's purpose. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Right. So I want you to elaborate though. I mean, purpose, it's, it's such a big deal. It's such a big deal. I, I, I think people who can identify their purpose young in life, I think they have strong advantages um, with their career track as well as their, their walk of faith and their leaving a, a legacy for their family. I think it's a huge advantage. When I look at purpose, I know for me, my purpose has been like a journey mm-hmm. and it's changed. It's moved me. But the singular purpose for me deals with the relationship with Christ. For which you were created to have. Right. He, you didn't create God for the purpose of your benefit. God Correct. created you. That's right. For his good purpose. That's right. For the purpose of intimacy. That's right. For the purpose of fellowship. For the purpose of love. Right. And when we talk about that purpose, I'd like to talk about it practically mm-hmm. because this even applies to the platform and some of the recommendations that we give. We're not saying that you can labor in your spiritual walk and just create all these spiritual disciplines in order to get to a point of spiritual maturity where everything's going to be okay and you worked out your spiritual advancement. You can't do that. You can't labor towards spiritual maturity. That's not what God has for us. It's almost like trying to solve the mystery that's under the cross through faith, trying to solve it in order to move forward. And if you do that, all you're going to do is put yoke around you. Mm-hmm. So we know this with our purpose. A. We have been justified by faith. And because we're justified, we don't have to keep working out our faith to become more justified. Because we're justified and we have that beautiful salvation experience in us, that inspiration, the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. all of that bursts of of energy in Mm -hmm. us to walk things out and having courage and confidence Then we go and show our justification. We don't have to re-earn it whenever we're experiencing bad times of health or dealing with several several different challenges or adversity in our life. Right. So every time there's an adversity, we don't have to add more to that to earn a better position. Right. Right. And we're not called to be lifetime managers of our pain and troubles. I think we're called to be stewards of pain. Certainly. Not manage. Like we, the way to manage it is surrendering. It goes back to that word. Right. 
Surrendering it to God. Surrendering to God. But part of that faith dynamic that's difficult to explain and put words to is that when you're dealing with walking out in faith, and especially think of each person that's dealing with something that's overwhelming them where they don't think they have the capability. Mm -hmm. They can't see any results. They're looking at the invisible. They're, they're, they're learning their faith. They're walking things out. They're acknowledging Christ. They're studying the word. They're trying to have a prayer life as much as it might be broken because of their own pain and tears. But when they look at the invisible, they don't see anything that's going to happen. And we're being taught to become truly accountable like a leader with our own health. And what a leader does is this. A leader says, hey, listen, I am certain of an outcome because of a belief. Not because of what I can see. Correct. In today's moment. Right. I don't have to have the spiritual senses developed where I can see, hear, touch, taste before I take a step. Because of my belief system, I have the energy and the ability and the confidence knowing the hope to come, knowing the outcome that God is providing for us and he loves us immeasurably. Now I can lead confidently even with just my own health Mm. because the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm your helpmate, Mm -hmm. okay? I'm going to whisper God's voice into your ears to share with you on how you are going to follow, but how you're going to take full accountability for that. That's good. And and as we talk about that, I think we have to also contrast um, adversity to suffering. So can you tell me a little bit more about that suffering construct in our life and what is the difference between having a suffer a life where we're dealing with suffering versus adversity right i when i look at adversity just simply it's temporary um it's like a foe that seems to come and go mm-hmm. okay but suffering is more like a long lasting enemy that you'll need to endure or deal with for extended period of times And sometimes you're hanging on for dear life against seemingly impossible odds. Mm -hmm. Okay? You can't see what's in front of you. It's hard to gain conviction or confidence or certainty in your decision making. So you find yourself doing this with suffering. You try one thing to help your pain. You try another thing to try to manage your work. You try to do a take another technique to learn your purpose. It's easy to start waffling back and forth, back and forth. And every time you try to make a decision, then we seem to go back and do hindsight analysis to it. And then it's easy to beat yourself up when you don't have a result that you want. You still find yourself in a great amount of pain. Yeah. So suffering has a way of being that enemy that mm. makes you doubt who you are, who God is, mm. and what type of visible future you might have. You start losing vision for what's going to come ahead. And so my recommendation would be with the suffering is, um, is to understand this simply. 
with adversity, some people can overcome it with the force of will or experience or even experience with their faith. Hmm. But with prolonged suffering, it isn't a force that you can conquer with your own power. Mm -hmm. Chronic suffering is something that you have to go ahead and you have to have a wholeness in you, a whole healing package coming together and being complete, where then you can have a strong certainty of the outcome of hope. And that healing doesn't equate to the suffering always stopping. Right. It's the healing, the healing package I've seen in you as you have squiggly lines today in your vision. And you're, Thank- you're, you're doing so good to be on this podcast with, uh, the way that you're feeling today. And that's the truth. Yes. Um, but what's amazing is that that healing package is the strength by by God's grace to endure the suffering. Yes. The suffering might be a lifelong journey. It might be a lifelong journey for people. That doesn't mean that it extracts joy out of your life completely. Right. It doesn't mean that it's going to rob you of a vision for the future. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't make sound decisions. It takes a lot of courage to make a sound decision when you feel like you keep slipping and slipping and slipping in life. That's so true. Okay. But my my recommendation is this. I know I had to do this. Make a sound and firm decision and don't go back and analyze it. Mm. Don't let the feelings and the emotional expressions that you have in that are attached to your mind and your thoughts, don't let those scream louder than the decision you made because you have a certainty in what the outcome is by hope because of faith in Christ. And that relates even to even practical decisions. It's not some abstract theological thing that I'm sharing. It's something real about practical, simple decisions. That's so good. Okay. I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, it's that that hindsight um, and living by hindsight is not the way to endure through suffering. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. What if I would have tried this pill, taken a different medical procedure? Maybe I shouldn't have had this surgery. Look what I've done to myself. Oh, look what it's done to my family. Maybe I should have said nicer words to my wife or the wife to the husband, vice versa. Or maybe I could have done something different with, if you keep doing that, you will flunk out with life. Mm -hmm. God's calling us to renew our minds and to make a decision. And not just, and, and you might get advice from a multitude of counselors, but you still have to make that ultimate leadership decision about your health. As you mentioned, accountability. 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 And uh, part of that accountability is also realizing that you're not fully equipped uh, to manage pain without the strength of God living in you and carrying you through. Right, right. For the people out there that are, are, are feeling like they're running on empty and there's nothing left in the reserve tank, mm-hmm. um, my heart goes out to you. Totally. Uh, I understand mm-hmm. that fatigue state that you're dealing with. And any little thing can, can basically exacerbate your pain or, or your s- discouragement that you're having. It could be something as simple as an air conditioning unit being 
too cold in the room or having positive ions from an air conditioning unit, okay, affecting your health or barometric pressure changes mm-hmm. in difficult climates with, for instance, high altitude or on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Little things can help make you feel like you have nothing left in the tank. What I would say is this with suffering, it's a daily choice. And mm-hmm. I know I've talked about day one thinking, but it's a daily choice to say, what is the most productive thing that I can accomplish today? Good. Who am I in God? And what is my real purpose? So when it's all said and done and you've looked at the extent in your mind, especially contemplatively, what is life and death about? When we start just peeling away all the layers of what we think is important, and then we get down to a relationship with God, that's actually the most important purpose Mm -hmm. that he's actually started for us. Mm -hmm. That's right. So let's go ahead and give a thought for the day. And... What thoughts do you have, Sharice? I just so the two year old version of our grandson just keeps running in my mind right now, where JJ uh, said to me on a little video a while back when he was to be strong and courageous, Gigi Reese, be strong and courageous. And that is just, that's what's on my heart for you. Do you remember when you were actually crying over something and he saw you and he said, be strong and courageous? I do. He just put me right in my my place there. And you had to look at him and wipe away a tear and say, you know what? This little child, do not hinder him. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. He's got some great advice. I love it. So today, anybody, um, just remember whether it's adversity or if it's suffering. Um, if it's something that's quick and strikes you and may leave, or if it's something that is going to linger, be strong and courageous. You're not alone. God is with you. I, my thought is this, and it's just straightforward, okay? It's be certain. Even when things look mm-hmm. like it's totally uncertain, be certain with your decision-making. No more hindsight analysis about your decision-making. Mm-hmm. Strong leaders, even over their personal lives and over their families, and it's so important, they don't waffle about their decisions. Right. The decisions that they've made. Understand in this journey of faith, part of the walk is this. You're becoming a stronger leader because you have authority. Mm -hmm. And when you have authority, you're Mm going to have that authority even over your chronic Mm -hmm. pain. So start making decisions that start to be the head over chronic pain and not the tail. That's good, Gordon. Okay? So that's what I would recommend. So that's today's podcast. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, and continue to dig in with us as we take this journey together in this community. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to our newsletter on gordonandcharice.com. Yes. And uh, please continue to follow us on Facebook and and on uh, YouTube. And uh, we just really appreciate everything that you are in our lives, too. Well, I'd like to say this. The reason we're having the newsletter is this, is we're creating a community. Mm-hmm. And in this community, we want to share some tidbits that help encourage and motivate people to move forward with their lives, where they're accountable for their lives. But we're also going to eventually have courses, 
modules and we're going to have chronic pain coaching or transformational coaching that's going to be later mm-hmm. on this year mm-hmm. but we're developing step by step the platform that god's putting in our hearts right. and we can't wait to even serve you more that's right okay so thanks for joining us today thank you so much catch you next time